welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey everyone, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you, people who love West Virginia. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening throughout the state of West Virginia in business that most people don't ever hear about. We're trying to change that with this podcast so that people know you don't have to leave West Virginia to find opportunity. It's right here. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Doyle Tenney and his company, DT Solar. Doyle, are you ready to get down to business? Sure am, Jim. All right, Doyle, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast to share your story. Doyle Tenney is the owner of DT Solar, based in French Creek, West Virginia, in Upshur County. DT Solar delivers solar power systems to meet the unique needs of residential or business customers. Doyle began DT Solar to bring solar technology to the people in French Creek, West Virginia, and surrounding areas. He believes in the cost savings and environmental benefits that solar technology provides. I invited Doyle on the show today to talk about his company, to share his story, and to give our audience some some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Doyle, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro that I just gave, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, I I started uh, DT Solar about three and a half years ago. I came out of the uh, union electrical field, uh, installing windmills, working in uh, coal-fired power plants, uh, mostly commercial industrial work, Mm -hmm. and uh, decided to go ahead and put solar on my own home. Well, I put the the solar on my home and seen that it wasn't just a myth or nothing like that and uh, decided later on that, you know, this this might be a path to go down to to start a, a real career in it. Um, it took a while. Um, solar in West Virginia is not easy. Um, it's, it's, it's new here, but in other parts across the country, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's been a boom in business for years now. Um, but, uh, after about a year and a half, things started picking up and, uh, I've seen a profit start to grow. I also seen other solar competition in the state, uh, starting to go as, as well. So there's a lot of variables that I had to overcome on that side of things. Yeah. So Doyle, t- talk a little bit about you know how you got into. You said you got into electrical, um, doing you know working in power plants and stuff like that. And how did you get into you know working with electricity and and power? In uh, 2003, I believe. No, 2002 and 2003, I was uh, mm-hmm. I, I went to Fred Eberly Technical Center in Buchanan. It was an electrical uh, school. Uh, I wanted to join the Marine Corps as an electrician. I, I've kind of always wanted to be in the electrical field. Yeah. Um, but I joined the Marine Corps to be an electrician. I, I didn't get to be an electrician in the Marines. They sent me into a field radio operator school or, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, about a year and a half, two years later, uh, 
that's whenever I got accepted into the local union apprenticeship program. Right. And in the union, they teach you everything you need to know about electrical. Um, it's a five-year program that uh, go, goes through everything. Anything you'd want to know about electricity, you're going to get classes. And I believe the solar course was actually four weeks long. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't enough to get you trained to, to go out and do it on a regular basis easily, really. I mean, there, there's a lot more certification to it, but it gave me enough skill to go ahead and put it on my own. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, after that, you know, uh, after about a year of installing in my own business, um, that's whenever I went down and got NAPSEP certified, which is extremely, it, it's an extremely difficult test. It's actually harder than the, the West Virginia electrical test. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a very hard test, but my guys, the guys that got working for me, um, I'm currently putting them through the classes, uh, to get NAPSEP certification. Um, these are, these are jobs that are actually going to translate into high pay jobs. I mean, I wouldn't call it super high pay, but definitely better than your average electrician. Mm. Uh, and the sales side, uh, probably better than most sales jobs. Well, well, that's fascinating. And Doyle, I want to, first of all, thank you for your service. I didn't realize you were a Marine. So, so thank you for your service to our country. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. And I, I, I think I speak on behalf of all of our listeners uh, that we do appreciate your service to our country. The second thing that's intriguing about that is that, that, uh, you know, trade school, right? You know, you got some, you got some, uh, some ability to go to a trade school there in, in Upshur County, be able to go to the, you know, the Marine Corps, get some more experience. Maybe it wasn't electrical, but the radio kind of, kind of got you, you know, exposed to some other things aspects of it and then the this apprenticeship right uh, union apprenticeship and uh and then you got that exposure to solar right that's pretty cool and now here you are several years later owning a company that does solar power that is pretty cool yeah i mean it uh owning a business is not easy mm-hmm. um, it's stepping up from being like a regular working electrician you know kind of doing the basic tasks of work, just go to work and run right. your conduit, run your wire and right. stuff, to managing <laughs> payrolls. And mm. ed- a lot of it is education. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of continuing education. Yeah. So so I, I want to talk to you about the business story here in a, in a few few seconds, too. But uh, I, I do want to ask you, I always ask this, this question, what what is your 30-second elevator pitch for DT Solar? In other words, what is it? you tell people that you do uh, as far as selling it to a customer yeah just um, what is what's it all what's your company all about uh, I would say that as far as my company is about providing the best quality service that can be provided mm-hmm. uh, for, for from people that are as qualified as possible and uh, making sure that we can save them as much money as possible. Mm. Um, there's really most of the, the questions that I'm asked whenever I'm selling a solar system have to do with grid tied, hybrid off grid. They have a lot of questions. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not an easy pitch. It, it, it's, there's a lot of education involved in, in a solar, uh, sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so for instance, like do you have an electric bill? Yes. <laughs> What is your electric bill? Let's just say it's uh, 
$80 a month. Okay. Um, do you have a generator? No. All right. Uh, would you be interested in a hybrid battery backup system? Yes. Okay. Well, what I can do is I can save you $80 a month on your electric bill uh, and provide you with battery backup mm. uh, so that you don't have to buy a generator. This battery will last up to 27 years, mm. and the system will pay for itself in five to 10 years. Your return on investment would be anywhere from 150 to 400%. So you, you'd be looking at whatever your investment would be. If it's $10,000 in the system, you could make anywhere from 15000 to $40,000 at mm. year 25. So mm. it's Very an easy cool. sell if, you, if a person has the upfront money. Yeah, generally. yeah, yeah. So when can we schedule my install? The end of the week. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> you did a good job. You did a good job. I appreciate that. So, so Doyle, you know, like you said, solar is kind of a not not to say a tough sell. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's not. You know, in California, it's a lot easier sell than in probably Upshur County, West Virginia. It definitely is, and a lot of that has to do with incentives. Yeah. Um, yeah. West Virginia doesn't really offer any incentives themselves. The federal government still offers the 30% federal tax credit. Mm -hmm. And in West Virginia, the USDA, uh, it's kind of a a federal-run program. The USDA offers a REAP grant for small businesses. So any business pretty much in the entire state of West Virginia uh, meets the requirements to pursue a REAP grant. Mm. And so they can get 30%, 30% 30%, a 30% federal tax credit as well as a 25% REAP grant to go solar. For them, if, they, if they're a business that's been in business for a while, they can, it, it's almost a no-brainer to actually go solar. Yeah. What hinders them usually is the upfront cost, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Yeah. Because their, their electric bills are usually a lot higher. <laughs> yeah, right. So what, w- what would you say is, is the thing, Doyle, that you're most excited about for your company right now? It's growing at a ridiculous rate. I, I'm having a hard time keeping up with it, honestly. Wow. Um, it, but the ups and downs in the solar industry um, make it, make the growth part hard because you don't know if there's going to be like a, a tariff hit or something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the past three months, I've hired three new employees. Wow. So, well, how many, it, how many folks do you have on your, on your payroll right now? I have five. Um, awesome. And that's all you really need. You really, to start a business like this, you have to have at least one other guy to help you out. Yeah, um, yeah. you got to have somebody to help. Um, well, that's but, very cool. Well, what's your geographic market that you serve? Uh, pretty much all of West Virginia. I stay out of the uh, northeastern panhandle because that's where a lot of my main competition is, and mm-hmm. I don't want to book them. I mean, it's, it's too hard for me to drive up there to have that kind of competition. Yeah, so, it seems like you've got enough enough business right here in, you know, say, Central West Virginia, Northern and Central West Virginia. Yeah, right, right now we're actually. I'm in. I'm, I'm in Charleston and Huntington. I oh, actually have a, a three visits to make this evening. Um, Charleston. Wow. So, I mean, we, yeah. There's there's another there's a group, uh, Solar United Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, they form these co-ops, and then con- solar contractors from Ohio, Pennsylvania, and, and West Virginia all bid against. Uh, each other to get these members and these groups can be like 40 50 people involved in them so Mm. 
contractors are extremely competitive whenever you go in there and bid them. Um, I've won four of them, I think. If, if I'm up. And, uh, you know, it's stuff like that that really helps grow the business. Yeah, um, definitely. But, yeah, solar is definitely the business I'm in. I'm very happy to be in it. I know that it's growing. Uh, I just hired a media person, and she she told me she's extremely excited about everything to do with it. I think she's excited because I told her I'd give her 2% commission on each job she sells. So there you she, go. She's She's, she's, she's loving it. What, um, well, what, let's talk a little bit about that. What what does the average, like I said, you know, you, you serve residential customers and you have business customers. For the average residential project, say a 2,500 square foot home in West Virginia, what's that What's that look like in terms of cost? It's more of a, uh, it's more of a what you use. Because okay. if, you, if you think about it, some people will have, a natural gas they'll have natural gas for heating right um, maybe all their windows are on the north facing side of the house mm-hmm. uh, which means they'll be cooler in the summer there's a lot of aspects to go into an electric bill like you can have a 500 square foot home with a 500 hundred dollar electric bill mm-hmm. or you can have a 7,000 square foot home the hundred dollar electric bill right um it, it comes down to your usage like how much you're actually using so what's but the average yeah. what's the average cost per project i don't know i'm just trying to get into a sense of what what you're looking at in terms of investment if you have a hundred dollar bill you're going to pay about twenty thousand yeah. to get sold roughly okay. um and it depends on where you are in the state as well uh mon power is cheaper than uh, aap for power right now which means that the cost to go solar isn't quite as good um or the return on investment isn't quite as good right so um, so you were talking selling back to the grid you know and you know a few minutes ago is that part of the the equation as well that's the entire the entire equation for actually saving you the money is yeah. totally associated with a credit system like if you put a solar system on your roof mm-hmm. um and you're generating a thousand kilowatt hours a month on average with mm-hmm. that solar system yeah. and in June you produce a thousand kilowatt hours you use uh, 500 kilowatt hours so 500 kilowatt hours gets credited to your next bill hmm. like they won't they won't physically write you a check for it but they'll give you credit okay. so gotcha. you end up if you had a hundred dollar electric bill you now have a five dollar electric bill oh. and it just stays that way um, so the investment is based on the amount of uh, uh, however high your electric bill is, is how much more it's going to save you every month. And uh, yeah. that works out really well then. Yeah. So if you, I have a customer in Harrison County that mm-hmm. has a 50 KW system and he's on one of the highest, I don't, I don't want to mention their name, but yeah. he's on one of the higher electrical companies mm-hmm. as far as what the rate that he pays is. Right. He's going to make about a million dollars over 25 years with his, with his solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, is making over a million dollars by going solar at year 25. That's just it. And his investment is about a hundred thousand dollars. So he's, he's looking at a lot. And the reason why he's making so much has a lot to do with the read grant. Um, uh, so small businesses have so much to gain by going solar. It's, it's just great. Well, it sounds like a, uh, a great target audience for your company to focus on these business and read grants. I'm trying hard. Uh, <laughs> the, the problem is the upfront cost. I mean, what business wants to go out and say, "All right, let's spend a hundred thousand dollars today"? You know, <laughs> not, right? Yep. They have to cover that cost in the beginning. They won't get it back. They're, they have to hold that money for uh, roughly about a year and a half. Yeah. So, 
that, that that's the hard part you know sure. myself as a business putting out a hundred thousand dollars is that's not an easy beat right. um uh, but for a residential customer you know twenty twenty thousand it's about the average mm-hmm. and okay and then at the end of the year you get that 30 percent tax credit money so well, We've actually only got about fourteen in it. Well, thanks, thanks for uh, for going down that path. I think that that kind of answers a lot of questions. I think folks will have Doyle. So let me ask you. First of all, are you originally from Upshur County? Are you are you a yeah, native? I was born in on Frenchton Road in uh, French Creek. All right. Um, so uh, so here you are, all these years later. You know, a, a stint in the Marine Corps. You know, going to apprenticeship. The electrical uh, trade school. You you've been owning a company now for several years, uh, running this thing, and it, it seems like by all accounts you're doing very well. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? Doing something different. Um, you know, we have a lot of coal. We got a lot of gas. We have a lot of the same stuff. Um, doing something that not a whole lot of people are doing is nice. Um, I, I enjoyed doing electrical work, but I got tired of doing the, the, the same type of stuff every day. Um, in solar, every piece of equ- equipment changes every six months. Mm. It's something new to, to look at every, every, every day. And th- th- there's so many different types of things to do. And people have so many different types of things that they want done. You get to customize what you get to customize a system for somebody, give them something exactly, exactly to suit their needs. Like yeah. if they want to power a water pump thousand feet upstream from a, from a lake to, to put a, for, for their cows to water or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you can do that. Or mm. if they, there's just, there's a lot of, uh, it's not a job where you do the same thing every day. Yeah. And, that's pretty cool. And I would say, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you talked about, you know, out in the West and, you know, like Los Angeles, California compared to, you know, central West Virginia. It's a lot different, to, you know, but I, I would say that West Virginia, in my mind, just hearing you talk, has much more potential for growth and opportunity because it is new. And, the, the you know, the technology and all the business models and everything have kind of been proved out over the years. And now you're sort of on the cutting edge of solar technology in West Virginia. And it just seems like it's a wide open market for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, my goal is to become the most currently I am probably the most qualified individual in the state. But the as as time moves on, I need to get more of my guys more qualified and sure. have a more steady i have to have a more steady business plan so that if and when which it will happen uh bigger companies like solar city and sunrun finally move into the state yeah i have to be able to compete with that yeah you gotta <laughs> so, you gotta be set up ready to roll oh yeah it's that's that's mm. really the big one because it's going to happen and mm. honestly i've seen you know every year there's more people getting installed and mm. Solar United Neighbors, that group I was talking about, mm-hmm. really keeps track of that type of stuff, and they know how much solar is going in, and mm-hmm. every year it's, it's more and more growth. Wow. Um, I'd say that over the next five years, you'll see a, a much more – you will see signs that talk about solar. You will see mm-hmm. businesses all over going solar. It's, it's, it's already here now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm telling you, it's, it's going to grow – twice as fast. Mm. It doesn't matter what 
whether West Virginia passes incentives or not, it's it's already here. Yeah. So. Well, Doyle, just for a second, I want to take a, a, a brief minute to, uh, to mention some of the incredible sponsors for the podcast, Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations and companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Doyle Tenney with DT Solar, based in uh, Upshur County, right there in French Creek, West Virginia. All right, Doyle, let's get right back to it. I want to talk a little bit about the vision you have for DT Solar. I mean, we talked about the fact that, you know, solar is about to, you know, really come onto the scene here in West Virginia. It's growing crazy, uh, crazy growth and and things like that. What's the vision for your company long-term? The the long-term plan is to establish uh, educational programs for for tech tech students that Mm. uh, allow them to teach the instructors how to teach solar so that uh, as I need installers, it's not a three-month learning curve. Yeah. Um, that's the eventual goal as far as training goes. But as far as DT Solar goes as a business, the plan is to grow as much as possible, as fast as possible, to as big as possible. And I think that's the goal with all solar contractors in the state. There is a war going on between everybody to see mm-hmm. who can get there first. Yeah. Um, well, and, so talk about that. How do you, how do you, as a business owner, how do you attract new customers? Entire for me, it's entirely through certifications and knowledge. Uh, whenever I approach a customer, I give them a layout of all the certifications that I have, all of the time that I have that I've spent in the electrical industry, the guys that are working for me. I, I, I basically sell myself uh, to the customer. Um, but people are, are searching now. Whenever I first started, you know, three years ago, I was using a lot of lead programs and uh, paid-for services, basically um, trying to get those customers, you know. Mm-hmm. They call me now. Um, mm. People people are calling, and it's it's they're calling to get quotes from all the installers. Mm-hmm. And it's everything you can do to keep up with it and uh, determine which one's actually want to go solar which ones have the financial capability which one there's a lot to that side of it but attracting the customers for me has always been about um having the best workers the best salespeople, best highest levels of certification Mm -hmm. and that's what it is um that's great what's what's one of the biggest challenges you face the, the biggest challenge is definitely the the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk about that. You don't know when it's going to hit, uh, and it's like that with contracting in general. But you don't know when you'll go one month and you'll have, you know, ten ten installs in that month. Uh, the next month, you may have one or two. So keeping your guys busy, you know, if they get those ten installs done in one month, um, next month they're going to have to be doing something else. So it's training, 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 or uh, hmm. finding something for them to do. I don't lay my guys off. Yeah. So uh, they're always doing something. So Doyle, you know, let me ask you this. You know, as a did your military background, you know, your background as a as a Marine, help you to understand how to do that better? In other words, you know, being fearful is not a good way to run a company, right? So you've got to be able to adapt, right? 
uh, change. Did your military background prepare you for some of that? Yeah, in the Marine Corps, whenever you become a non-commissioned officer, before you can get that rank, they, they give you leadership courses. Mm. And, of course, you're driven to do – you have to be driven. <laughs> in the Marine Corps, they don't <laughs> they don't go for slouching. So right. um, you, you have to stay driven, and that's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, business pulls you in a hundred different directions at once, and you have to find – a group of five things that have to be done today <laughs> mm-hmm. to to make sure that you know you're going to get it all done by the end of the week. Yeah, and that takes a lot of drive to do that. I did not realize that whenever I started a business, I always figured the guy at the top was always uh, he was the guy making all the money, and we were doing all the work, and he, he didn't do anything. But that's not that's not true at all. It's it's eighty ninety hours a week, oh. and <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't can't pawn that work off. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, you, t- you mentioned leadership. Uh, I'm always intrigued uh, by by people talking about leadership. It's one of the things I love to study. And what would you say is is one of the the key traits or key things that you need to have to be equipped to be a, a great leader in a company? You cannot let <laughs> your employees have to respect you. Mm. If they don't respect you, then they're not going to take what you have to say seriously, which means they're they're not going to know what they're doing in mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. And I give my employees a very good – I treat my employees very well. And in return, I get respect. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, in my opinion, is, is the most important part uh, of leadership. Mm. That's, you you, that's you can't your, your your guys have to respect you. Yeah. Um, what f- from the flip side? What what do you think it takes to be an effective follower? <laughs> uh, in the solar field, um, well, in general, you have to be able to listen and you have to actually pay attention. Mm. You have to you have to be at work. You've got to when, when the time comes to get it done, you've got to be ready to do it. Um, when somebody tells you to do something, you have to do it. I mean, it's, it's just basic life skills, but you would be surprised. I mean, there's, there's people out there that, you know, don't have that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've had some issues with that and it, it, hurt, it hurts whenever you, it hurts if you have to let somebody go because of that. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that, yeah. uh, that, that was the side of this that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I don't like that side of this, yeah, but yeah. that's a part of that's leadership. Yep. You don't have a choice. Exactly, you got you're you're in you're in that position, and you're you're the one that's taking the risk, right? As an entrepreneur, and you've got to make those tough calls. What's one piece of advice, Doyle, that you would give for to young people um, who are thinking about you know starting a company or maybe you know, following their dream, following their passion, whatnot? Entrepreneurs in West Virginia. What's one piece of advice you would give to them? Weigh your, weigh your education level before you go into something, mm-hmm. but do it. You don't sit around and dream or uh, overthink it. Mm-hmm. But if you think you're smart enough to do it and you, and you think you know what's, what's going to happen outside of all the business and tax law, just do it. Mm-hmm. Go, go into business for what you want to do. It's, mm-hmm. it, that's the problem I see. I, I have friends that have ideas that 
are good at things that they're just they just they're just afraid to do it. Mm. I finally got my brother-in-law talked into opening up his own <laughs> uh, uh, restaurant there in Buchanan, and I had told him for five years he needed to do it, and uh, he he's successful at it. I mean, but. Mm. It's so hard to talk people into business. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're afraid of it. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the reasons that we started this podcast a year and a half ago, each week we talk with people just like you who are absolutely getting it done, right? Starting things, going out and building a, a company, is that, you know, I get tired of West Virginia being at the bottom of the good list and top of the bad list all the time, and our people are fleeing and droves for other opportunities and i keep saying be like doyle (laughs) be like doyle tenney start a company employ five people you know and bring us valuable service to the community train people up just all the stuff you're talking about and that that's why i love talking to people like you is that you're at you know you're actually doing it you're not just talking about it so my hat's off to you for that what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success doyle uh, let me see one thing. Oh, that's a loaded question right there. One <laughs> thing. There's no such thing as one thing. <laughs> there's there's a hundred things. Check your email every day, period, multiple times. There that's, you go. That, yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna have all kinds of emails from people with all kinds of questions. Yeah. Like, hey, would you be on our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the DIY Network sent me another thing. I almost missed it. Um, uh, they, were, they were talking about they want to film. If that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to check that email every day. That's yep. that's that's probably the biggest key. Okay. Keep aware. <laughs> awesome. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? I ain't got a book that can prepare you for that. Maybe the state tax code, uh, <laughs> <laughs> capital improvement exemptions. You know, that, <laughs> there is no book that can prepare you for it. And a lot uh, of the people that, you know, you can't read it. In my opinion, you can't read a book, yeah. get all the advice you need. You just have to go do it. And that that's it. Just say one day I'm going to go into business, call the secretary of state and be like, Hey, how do I get a business registration and what do I need to do? There you go. And, Just, it, doesn't, then, it doesn't take much, does it? Yeah, don't don't throw a bunch of money at it right off the bat. See what it see what you think it'll do in a couple months and then throw everything you got at it while you're young. Don't do it in your 40s. It's a bad Do- idea. Doyle, I had a uh, I had a guest on the podcast uh, about 6 months ago and she said anybody can start a company, but growing a company, that's hard work. And so I think that's uh, you're a, a great example of that. You know, not only did you start it, but you're growing this thing. Doyle, let me ask you: how how can our listeners learn more about your company, and maybe even get in contact with you, get an estimate, or just learn more about your story? Uh, you can give me a call. I mean, uh, my phone number is three zero four four zero six eight one eight one. Or if you're wanting to to purchase a solar system, you can call uh, Elizabeth at three zero four. Eight seven three six eight two eight. Other than that, you can go to dtsolarllc.com, watch mm-hmm. us on Facebook, um, or pretty much just Google solar in West Virginia, and you're going to find us somewhere. Awesome, so, and we'll have links to all that stuff and the numbers and everything right in the show notes on our on the uh, on the podcast. So I appreciate. There's you doing also going to be. Yeah, go there's ahead. something else. Uh, 
there's actually a Charleston Huntington co-op meeting coming up and that'd be a great time for people to actually come out and, uh, watch it here. I'm trying to find it in my email. Well, that's here. okay. Well, if you could send that to me and then we'll put that in the show notes as well, the date and the time and location and all that stuff. We'll put that in there. Get, see if we can get, right. some, get some folks out to learn more about solar and Doyle Tenney and DT solar in particular. Does that sound cool? That sounds excellent. Doyle, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast. Uh, what you're doing is really great. Uh, I urge you to keep up the great work. I think what you're doing is wonderful as well, and uh, I hope you get. It, I hope you keep up with <laughs> your work as well. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com. Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Doyle Tenney and DT Solar in French Creek, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all your comments and encouragement as well. And of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.